Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Pat Flannery coming at you. I am joined today by Amy Roberts. She is the Canadian Operations and Glass Technical Director for the Fenestration and Glazing Industry Alliance. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you so much. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Amy and I are fresh back off of the uh, Fenestration Canada uh, Spring Conference in Kelowna, uh, where uh, we many many laughs were had and uh, many good interactions. And uh, uh, Amy, why don't you uh, 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 tell us what you thought of the conference? Oh, I think they did an excellent job. They had great content. They had great networking, the tabletop displays. There was lots of time to chat, uh, learn about more products. Uh, it was really well done event. And of course, being in BC for me um, was a convenient one to attend. Yes, this made it very easy uh, for uh, Amy. She was able to drive uh, up to the uh, up to Kelowna and uh, and has driven back now to uh, where are you again, Amy? I'm in Pitt Meadows. You're in Pitt Meadows. Pitt Meadows, you BC. You betcha. Mm-hmm. So uh, Amy's in God's country. I'm uh, I'm in my basement <laughs> in Ontario, as always. And uh, and and this is uh, this is how we're coming to you today. Um, so I guess before we begin, Amy, why don't you uh, just give us a quick introduction of uh, of, of yourself and uh, maybe a little bit about the FGIA and uh, and uh, what your role is there? Oh, thank you. Um, so I am. Uh, the Glass Technical and Canadian Operations Director, as you mentioned. Uh, I am, um, I've been with the company now uh, just over two years. It was an amazing opportunity and I'm thankful every day uh, that I was able to, to join the team. Uh, FGIA, for those of you who don't know, is the collaboration and the, the merging of um, the old AMA and IGMA. And in 2020, the two associations merged uh, to create the FGIA. Um, I know a lot of people are still getting used to that new association name. Um, you know, we're continuing the great work that uh, was done with both both uh, organizations. Um, we've got uh, codes advocacy. We are technical documents. We are uh, highly focused on educational pro um, uh, programs. Uh, it's just a wonderful uh, organization and, um, you know, very, very diverse in its membership. So it's it's wonderful to be a part of. Yeah. And they're they're great partners of Glass Canada magazine. Um, and uh, and and FGIA uh, has a column in uh, each issue, which uh, Amy uh, typically writes. Uh, so you can see uh, you can see Amy's uh, uh, insights there all the time and uh and actually what we're going to talk about today was the topic actually of a of uh of a uh of a column that is i think i think i think we're putting we might be putting the same one in glass i'm not sure but it was definitely in fenestration review magazine um and uh and all about uh uh employment and labor and uh and discussing some of the uh the the, the strategies and the initiatives for you know the thing that's Probably the single biggest concern, sort of across everybody in the in 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 the industry right now. I think more than anything else, even even as the, the supply chain is starting to uh, to to loosen up and people are getting what they want with with shorter lead times again, 
uh, more things are being available. I, I think that the labor supply and the labor issue remains um, front of mind for 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 most people. So I, I get well, you know, without me just saying that, Amy, what are you hearing from members about uh, about the availability of skilled labor and the ability to find people to work for them? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. You talk to anyone right now and finding people is their number one priority. Uh, and and they're not having a lot of success. And it's not just fenestration. It's it's all aspects of, of construction. It seems like skilled trades have have really declined as a a, a career path for up and coming uh young adults. Um, you know, we're we're constantly hearing that um, you know, you'll, you'll hire five people and be lucky to keep one. There's, there's so much of a revolving door that's going on right now. Um, it's, it's a real challenge from, from every angle. I know, um, you know, my other half is also in a trade and I hear from him as well, how, how difficult it is to, to find people. So it's not just one aspect. Manufacturing is tough. It's tough to, to get laborers yeah. um it hear, seems to be across the board i remember chatting with some people at the conference and uh and and the um the thing came up that i i think seems to happen today that maybe didn't happen in the past uh as much uh was uh you know you'd, you'd hire somebody and you know a week a month in you know they're, they're coming back and saying eh, I don't, i don't i don't like this I don't, you know, I, nah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think this is for me and, 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 and away they go. It's, it's, um, uh, I, 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 I do relate it back myself, uh, I think to the very, very low unemployment that we have. Uh, and, and, you know, I, that's a good, that's a good thing, obviously that's to be desired. Uh, but, uh, it, it is, you know, it does, it does seem to me to be a bit of a function, of uh, being a help a help wanted sign in every window and uh you know the kids these days they don't have to you know go do that crappy job forever if they don't want to they 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 they, they have options and, and what's your theory amy on what what sort of the underlying causes are of 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 some of the shortages and difficulties we're having well there's a couple of things that come to mind um retirement of course is is a big one um, mm. um I, I i've been doing a little bit of research and i've been looking at um, some different forecasts. Build Force does one every year as well. Um, you know, construction in itself is a huge portion of our industry. Um, I think they quoted 1.5 million Canadians are are employed in the construction trades, um, which is actually one out of every 13 Canadians. But part of the problem we're running into is we're having people retire in massive amounts. All those baby boomers are starting to hang up the tool belts. They're starting to step down. Um, one report I read said we used to be um, uh, seven to one with retirements. We're now two to one with retirements. Um, you know, it, it's it, that's part of the problem. We also don't have a huge population growth. And another report I had read, all of our labor force growth right now is almost a hundred percent through immigration. We don't seem to organically have those up and coming Canadians to fill those spots. Uh, so immigration is becoming a huge part 
of finding skilled labor. Um, the government has, oh my gosh, so many programs right now to help with, with uh, temporary farm workers, to help with skilled trade placements. Um, you know, they're offering billions of dollars towards these, these programs to try and help expedite the process of um, getting your applications through and cutting the red tape. They've got programs, Patrick, where you can basically go on a website, look at resumes and say, oh, you've got the skill I want. You've got the skill I want. And the government will help to fast track those applications to bring people in. You know, it's it's tough. I, I really do feel, though, the biggest contributor is our slowly growing population and the huge retirement that we're seeing. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. You also, um, people also point to, um, you know, the lack of uh, emphasis on the trades uh, at the high school levels um, that, you know, a lot of people note that, uh, you know, in, in the 90s, a lot of the shop programs and the, and the technical programs in the high schools uh, went away. Uh, at least in my area, they're coming. They're they're coming back to some extent. Although the well, the high schools are doing this thing where they kind of specialize. They try to call themselves more academic or 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 more this or more that. Uh, and and there are high schools that have said, well, no, we're more technical. We're going to use all these all these shops that we had in the bottom of the school that sat empty for 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 years. And uh, you know, it it feels to me like you can draw. A, something of a straight line from that to, uh, to, to obviously having less people, but yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, you know, uh, uh, not as many kids, way more people retiring and coming to the end, uh, in, in a lot of cases without being able to pass knowledge along before they go. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, uh, yes, it, it, well, that, I guess that leads us into the next, uh, idea is, now we maybe have to think out of the box a little bit as far as who we reach out to and who we're looking at and where we're looking uh, for the workers that we're going to need. Um, what is, what, what's your sense, Amy, of, of maybe some underrepresented areas in the, in the population, in the world, in regions, I don't know, what, whatever you want to go to uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that haven't, that haven't haven't been uh, haven't been getting involved in uh, in the in the glass industry and and maybe could be. Yeah, there you know there. Oh my gosh, I I started doing some research and the programs available right now are incredible. There are billions of dollars if you add it all up in programs that are being offered. Um, they are targeting some interesting avenues. Um, just recently. Um, I think about a week ago, there was a uh, an article about uh, ben, uh, BC um, offering opportunities for young students and recent graduate, graduates in manufacturing and their paid work placements. Um, I think the government was putting $3 million towards this program, trying to get that work experience to these kids at no cost to anybody to try and encourage. There's programs that are out there um, that are targeting um, women in the industry, indigenous in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I can speak to a couple of the, you know, the, the BC programs that I've been um, fortunate enough to hear a little bit about. They're, they're really trying to look outside the box. Like I said, the federal government has a number of immigration programs 
uh, that they're sponsoring to try and get those skilled trade workers in. But there is so much available in the provinces right now. You just have to look. I know I, I heard recently someone saying, um, well, you know, we want to send some people back to school, but it gets really costly. They want the employer to pay. We want to get their skills upgraded. And I said, well, you know, BC has this um, program that it's called the BC Employer Training Grant that will pay for people to go to school to get skills upgrading and not just not just um, construction skills, but soft skills as well. You know, you may have someone who needs to learn to be a better manager and this program will pay to put people back to school. And mm. I think that's part of the problem is that there are so many programs out there, but people don't know about them mm. Mm. and trying to source them. You can go down the rabbit hole. Let me tell you, I've done that a few times, Right. but the programs are there. There are programs for women. There are programs for Indigenous. There are programs for um, um, marginalized individuals to try and get them into a trade. Um, some of the programs they have, we've got Skilled Trade Awareness and Readiness, which is called the STAR program. $33 million went into that. $2.8 million have been invested in the Get Ready in Trades program. Um, these are encouraging people, Canadians, that are facing barriers to explore careers in skilled trades. Um, you know, there was over, oh gosh, I think it was $250 million that was being targeted for those small and medium-sized employers to help pay for apprenticeship training. So the, the resources are there, but sometimes sourcing them if you don't know they're there, you don't know to look for them. And I think that's part of the problem is, you know, associations are doing their best. I can speak for myself. You know, I do a regulatory report at all of our conferences and I try to give links for some of the programs that are available so that, you know, our membership can can get additional information and know where to look. Um, but that's part of the problem. I, I You know, the government of Canada actually has a website um, that does um, link you to funding available programs. Hmm. So if you do some research, there are a lot of avenues there. Um, I can tell you too that schools are investing in uh, newer buildings, better buildings, bigger buildings, more buildings to try and increase the um, availability for, for courses. So I feel that the government and the provinces are really aware of this potential labor issue getting worse. They are trying to do their best to offer some solutions. Um, are they going to be 100% foolproof? Well, you know, it's hard to say, but the investments are there. It's just a matter of figuring out where to look, how to look. I mean, associations are great. They always have lots of information, starting your provincial governments. Um, the federal government, like I said, has that website. So there are programs available. It's just a matter of of being able to find them. I, I think that's a great point. And I, I, I think what we should do, Amy, is probably after this, uh, I'll get you to send me your list there. 
and uh, we'll throw uh, links to uh, some of the programs or or maybe at least that Government of Canada website that compiles uh, the programs uh, into the into the podcast notes here and uh, and and at least give people a bit of a starting point because I I think you're right I I think a lot of uh, a lot of guys uh, and girls are out there uh, uh, you know at their desks and their shops and wondering well you know I I posted my job opening in the regular channels. And uh, and I'm not getting any response, and I don't know where to go from here. Um, so uh, it, it's it it would be helpful, you know, and and probably glass companies could stand to make make a little more effort to engage with uh, some of the government programs because I know a lot of people are reluctant to do that, and it hasn't been their it hasn't been their way of doing things uh, in in the in the past. So possibly, uh, you know, like like you say. Governments are throwing millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, close to a billion dollars, probably at 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 these at these problems. I know here in Ontario, um, uh, our, our government has been paying more attention to that than really uh, I've seen in twenty years. Uh, they that finally some sort of light seems to have gone on, uh, or maybe it's just the the ideological bent of the government. I don't know. Uh, and they have um, and they have uh, made a lot of announcements and a lot of efforts to uh, to try to do things with with skills training and and, and apprenticeship reform. Uh, I believe there were oh, well, I know well <laughs> they're having a fight in Alberta right now. Uh, the PGAA is none too thrilled with um, uh, uh, some of the things that that happened there as as a as a COVID response, uh, they they feel like there was you know they said well we need more workers so let's just water down the standard uh, on what an apprentice is. Well, you know that that you can you can ask you can ask whether that's that's actually the correct route or not. I I I think that I think that watered down standards gets people into the industry that possibly uh, aren't going to stay there. Um, now a lot of this, Amy, uh, it, it, it is about training. Um, but a lot of companies have needs now. Um, what, um, do, do you see, do you see a lack of training or a need to reform training as the, uh, as sort of the central thing that's needed here or, or, or are there, are there other approaches? Well, that's a great question. I mean, training is key in any industry to make sure, you know, and here, here's, here's, here's my take on this. Um, training I think is there if you want it. It, right. it, it is out there. Um, there are some jobs that you know there there really isn't um, an opportunity to go to school to get a ticket in in working a line in a manufacturing plant. That may not necessarily be something that you can go to school and and come out with. But the, there is training opportunities there. And one of the things that um, is interesting is that. I don't know if people realize that when you get into this industry, a lot of times training is paid and on the job training. Right. You know, that's something that um, I think an Ontario statistic I saw recently said that up to 90% of apprenticeship training is usually paid on the job training. There are so much available to some of these small companies too, that can take these, these funds that are available to put people back to school in training areas to get them up to speed. It's, it's a, it's a tough balance. You've got to find the people to do it. And, you know, I was recently at, this was an interesting comment too. I was recently at a, um, an event and we were talking about training and we were talking about investing in people. 
And somebody said, well, you put this money and you train somebody, what if they leave? And somebody turned around and said, yeah, but what if they don't? Yeah. <laughs> what if you don't train them and they stay? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that really stuck yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, and I thought, gosh, you know, because I've heard that. I've heard that from my husband in his industry. Well, you know, we pay for these kids to go back to school to get their ticket and then they leave. I said, yeah, but do you really want them on the job untrained? I mean, it really was... I don't know, an epiphany to me, all of a sudden I was thinking about this in a whole different avenue. And I think a lot of it was an interesting takeaway. Yeah. It's, it, you know, and I, uh, it's unenforceable uh, because we uh, don't allow slavery in this country, but uh, I, it it, it, it does, (laughs) but uh, it, it it does. I think a lot of kids would be, uh, would be open to the idea of making a commitment to stay with a company for some period of time. Um, uh, if they, uh, if they, if they receive some sort of training, I've often wondered why approaches like that haven't entirely gotten off the ground, um, or maybe, maybe they haven't been tried very much. Um, but I, I think it does point to, um, I think what you first said there, Amy, well, points to another thing is, is, um, having the, the training is there if you want it, if, if you have a burning passion to be a glazier in, in Canada, um, you, you can absolutely do that and you can absolutely access, uh, uh, those programs. That hasn't always been the case. Actually, a lot of, a lot of provincial, uh, uh, programs have come back. Um, I think there were, there was a period there again, maybe I'm going back to the nineties where, um, uh, it looked like there, there wasn't much available at colleges and, you know, maybe outside of the, uh, uh, finishing Institute, uh, uh, programs there wasn't a lot uh, there which you know are, are sort of run by the union um which and and so but but i think there's more now i certainly see uh, a lot of companies out there interested in offering training but what they often report is they don't have the interest uh and they're not getting uh uh the interest from kids um and uh that makes me uh, you know which i guess i guess brings us back to the uh well, a couple of things. Uh, there is an organization called Skills Canada that runs uh, 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 these these try a trade uh, things all across the country. Uh, they're 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 broken down provincially initially, and then and then there's a national uh, event. Uh, these are these are designed to promote trades to high school students, and uh, and 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 they run those and. Um, they're good. Uh, the PGAA, I know in Alberta has, has, has done some of those. Uh, I imagine other associations have, have tried them. You're right though, Patrick. And I, and, and that's the kind of thing that I like to think, um, that, uh, that, uh, you know, sort of as a, as an investment in your future, you might want to you might want to try to get involved in if you're a, if you're a glass company because because skills on t- like like the the skills groups rely on um, the companies you know to 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 get or the associations the local associations to get involved and to and and to provide the booth and provide the you know the try a trade like you know you'd you'd have a mock up there of a window or something and you'd be showing you know the kids how you how you glaze things in and that kind of thing. So I mean, they they do rely on the industry to to provide the the background for that. And if no one does that, 
then that trade is not being promoted at the skills thing. Uh, and yeah. I know, I know from talking to them over there that they're, they're, that they're very keen to have that done. So that's one idea, but the, the immigration piece, you know, I just, right. I, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, there, there's a replacement for that because the needs are now. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and that's, and that's, so, so is there, and I think you mentioned what, what is, what is some help? Like, can you, can you access help uh, from the government on, on, on locating? I think you mentioned there, there there's actually websites with, with resumes on them. Are these? Immigrants? Yeah. So they've got some fairly new, um, fairly new um, opportunities. Um, one of them, I believe is called, the Construction Career Pathways Program. And I will get you links to a lot of these, um, Patrick, so that we can share them. And it's basically um, a new place to source resumes. And there are people that will help you. There's a, there's um, in BC, there's a company called, oh gosh, what was it? A Few Good Lads? Oh, I didn't, I don't have it at my fingertips. They specialize in that in helping cut the red tape to get people in. The federal government has these opportunities as well where they're fast tracking. They also have um, skilled refugees, which is a separate program and displaced uh, people that wanna build a career in Canada. So they're, it's, oh, it's called the Economic Mobility Pathways Pilot and it pairs skilled refugees with Canadian employers. Hmm. So there's places you can go and look. Hmm. And the government is aware that the need is now and they're trying to fast track. I mean, what you talked about with schools, I think that's something long term that we need to continue and we need to invest more in. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to sit in on one of my niece's career days, if you will, where they brought in um, the trades and you know, you got an opportunity to talk to people that are in the trades and it was eye opening. My niece was actually shocked. She didn't realize that you could build an, a, a career on some of these opportunities and didn't realize that, you know, this isn't just an entry level career. This is something that you can advance with and you can make good money doing. And it was quite eye opening for her. And they offer free schooling and they offer free placement programs and they offer all sorts of things. So, you know, if you are a business, you can reach out to some of these schools and trades and get your name on a list, hire apprentices, they'll pay you to hire apprentices. Um, you know, there, there are some opportunities, but we got to get those kids interested. And yeah. I think that you nailed it is a real challenge. So that's why the government, I think, has put so many millions of dollars into these foreign worker programs to try and bridge that gap until we can maybe build some interest with our up and coming youth. Um, you know, these are good careers. These are long-term careers. You yeah, know, they're, good, there's... good paying careers. Well, let's point this out too. When the pandemic hit, who kept working? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I think right? if you showed kids, a lot of the kids these days, it's 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 hard to, um, uh, they're not as motivated by money. <laughs> uh, and, uh, True. and 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 I I, I think uh, I, I've always thought that you know if you showed a, if you showed a group of young people um, uh, a a skyscraper, you know. A, a glass facade, a, a skyscraper, a, you know, or, or just a, a cityscape, right, of, of a, any downtown car. And you said, you could be building those, like you could actually be making those. 
right? I mean, I, I think that might 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 get some get some juices flowing with with the ones who are so inclined, who are the only ones you're going to reach, anyways. But I mean, I, I think I think that would that would interest some people. I think some of the guys would be interested with the fact that you're working way up, uh, you know, sixty stories in the air, and you have to be very brave and cool to do that. Um, <laughs> unlike me, terrifying. And, <laughs> that is yeah. terrifying. Oh right, right. But some, but there's there's people that like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there certainly that, is. Right. It's not we, for me. We know, we know lots of them. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and there's that element of it. I, you know, I, well, whatever, I'm not going to turn this into a brainstorming marketing session for the industry, <laughs> but, I, but I, I think maybe that's, I think maybe that's what's needed, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, to really, to really get the, get the message across. Um, what do you think, um, like, like on the, uh, on the immigration piece, Amy, is it your sense that, um, uh, you know, we, we, we have, we have a system where, where the, the federal government, uh, uh, lets in people and and they are given you know marks on 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 whether they they're eligible for legal immigration um based on uh, on what industries they're from or or what what skill sets what skill sets they have right and i know that for probably a couple of decades now there's been a heavy emphasis on tech and information tech uh, software engineers, and of course, and all the medical, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of medical, which I, I'm, is ongoing for sure. Um, but do you think there's more that, uh, maybe the feds could be doing to, uh, to, 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 to let skilled tradespeople into the country, or uh, I don't know if you have any sense of what the status of that is. Well, from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, um, you know, they're recognizing that construction is, going to be suffering for employees and right. they are trying to make sure that that's included in all of these programs because um build force canada recently did a a view of construction labor and it i mean construction is huge it's seven percent of our gdp makes mm -hmm. up construction so if the government's not focusing on this we're really in trouble um you know they're predicting that we're still going to be short, even with all of the immigration and all of the new hires that we're getting into this industry, they're still predicting that by 2032, we're still going to be down 62,000 workers. Hmm. You know, it's, it's something that we really need to be aware of and start trying to cultivate. And maybe we do need to lobby more to the government. Maybe we do need to find a way to let them know that, you know, yes, they're focusing a lot on skilled workers, but maybe we need to also look at manufacturing um right trades skills um not just um licensed individuals but maybe we do need someone i mean you got to start somewhere you've got to have helpers that are are hauling and digging and you know that's an important aspect of our our community as well so mm -hmm. maybe we do need to put a little more pressure on the government to open it up even further um i i do think we're heading in the right direction I do think construction is definitely in the focus of the government uh, from the programs that I'm seeing that have been launched. It seems pretty apparent that they're taking housing seriously. Um, they also know because of our housing crisis um, that the one of the ways that they're help they're they're feeling that we can help out is by building more houses and having more availability. And to do that, you have to have the people to build them. You have to have the people to build the windows. You have to have the people that put the IGUs together. You have to have the people to construct these buildings. So I think and I feel 
that knowing that this is the target that the government is looking towards, they are putting their money where their mouth is in supporting construction workers through some of their federal um, uh, immigration programs. Yeah, and 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 you know the the, the manufacturing side of the industry is uh, uh, especially on the commercial side is uh, believe it or not uh, under capacity uh, in this country. Uh, we do not have enough glass fabricators to uh, satisfy the demand that is out there for their products. Um, and and it, it's something that's come up in in various government studies and 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 reports that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think everybody just knows it. I mean, you know, if you're you just look at the state of things and uh, and uh, people are able to. Well, I'm not going to say pick and choose, but 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 it's it's there's lots of work uh and there's lots of work and 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 it's it's something that is not going to be resolved uh uh like you say unless unless those people are put into place on the on the attractiveness or on the on the, I, I guess piece of it amy um is there anything that we're doing as an industry in the in the in the businesses in the shops uh in in, in the um in the actual labor market itself uh that we create as as owners of, of of glass companies and fenestration companies, um, is is there anything that we're not doing that we could be doing to make the industry more attractive to people? Is it is it is it too hard ass? Is it too competitive? Is it too busy? Is it is it is it too misogynistic? Is it hostile to women? Uh, <laughs> I guess you're a good person to ask. Uh, uh, you know, like like is it. Um, like is it is it hostile to minorities? Uh, you know, like like uh, are there are there are there things there that could be improved? Well, I mean, there's always things you can improve. Okay. I will never say there is not nothing that you can improve. There's always something you can do better. But right. I feel that our trade is very welcoming, very all encompassing. I can speak from experience. The company I was from. There was multiculturalism. There was a lot of women that were represented. Um, you know, there, there, our industry, I feel as a whole, um, isn't necessarily a hundred percent where it needs to be for diversity, but we're really close. Mm -hmm. And things have changed a lot in the past few years. I mean, leaps and bounds. We have how many changed. ladies? How many ladies were there at that conference? Oh, there, stat, there was, right. right? I mean, yeah. you look at, 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 you know, way, way back when I got into the industry <laughs> and I don't want to date myself completely, um, but it was rare to see, you know, more than five, five women mm -hmm. at a conference. And, and that has really changed. And I feel that um, we are aware of where we need to be and we're making good strides to get there like i said there's always things you can do to improve and i won't i won't say that there isn't um as far as glass in particular i don't know how well known this trade is i don't know if we've done a good enough job educating young up-and-comers what glass and glazing is all about you know it's it's something that i think we could do a little bit better of a job on um what can companies do? I mean, this is tough. The The market is tough right now. I guess when you're looking at your benefits packages, you got to really try and 
pin down what's important to people? You know, is it work-life balance? Is it matching RSPs? Is it extra vacation days? Is, you know, you've got to try and look at how to keep a good culture to support long-term employees. Um, so sometimes a significant culture change is all that's needed and, and, and you'll have employees that are there for a lifetime. You know, there's, there's always something that you can do. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of, I think a lot of companies have already figured out that with uh with today's generation, you, you, you have to offer some flexibility on working hours uh, for one thing. Um, that seems to be uh, a, a pretty, pretty much a, a hot commodity uh, chances for your professional uh, people to work from home uh, when they can. Uh, that seems to be something else that's, that's, that's sort of needed out there. Um, mm -hmm. I, I offering wonder... training, offering advancements, yeah. you know, this is all part of a, a, a good plan to retain employees. That's a big one. And that, that, that's a big one. I heard again, again, discussing this just, just at the, just at the conference last week, um, that, that, that was a big one I heard is, is the, the dangerous, um, idea that is in the heads of, uh, of, of, of many young people when they think about trades uh, anywhere or, or especially working in manufacturing, uh, being in manufacturing, is that it's a dead end, right? This idea that, that if you get into this, that's all you're going to do. You're going to be on the tools for the rest of your life. And, and, and this, is, this, is what, this is it. This is what you do. Um, and of course, you and I know, and everyone listening to this knows, that nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities to 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 get into all kinds of things. Good God, you can become an engineer if you want. Uh, you know, if you if if you want to do that work, um, and it's a great groundwork to 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 go on to something like that. You can get into various kinds of business. You can get into all different kinds of sales. Uh, you can get into into you can get into making magazines. In my case, uh, you know, like like there's 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 a, a a bunch of ways to go. It it, it isn't just a matter of you know you're going to be working on that line for the rest of your life yeah. um and uh and 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 that's something i think companies could maybe lay out ahead of people and say you know what if 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 you work out and 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 you're dedicated this is this is this is where it can go for you right oh for sure you're always looking for technical experts mm -hmm. i mean you know once once you have those skills they're very transferable yeah yep Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, and even just, I, it would be impossible to say this to a young person, have them understand what they mean, but, but, but even just understanding being in the, being in the culture and, and, and understanding, uh, 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 industry and, and, and how manufacturing, uh, works, how construction works, uh, uh, it, it just it, it opens a million doors. But anyways, I'm I'm saying things that everybody uh listening to this already knows. It's just what 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 what's needed is the is the communication uh uh effort to do that. And well and I you know I, I think I think that's something that groups like FGIA and 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 everybody are trying to uh are trying to do and trying to get out there and uh and need all the help we can get. Let, let me let me ask you this about um uh does the apprenticeship does the apprenticeship system work the way it's supposed to, Amy? In your view, uh, uh, or 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 is it, is there is is there does anybody ever say, "Gee, I really wish they would do this with the apprenticeship system instead of leave it the way it is"? That's a tough question to answer because I've heard both sides. Right. Um, Give me both sides. You know, like you you've got 
you've got one one side that says, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had uh, everybody was a red seal trade and and was able to work, you know, in a two to one environment and have that skill set. But then you also have the other side that says, well, there's not always a lot of red seal glazers available. The training programs sometimes are hard to get into, hard to find, can't can't go down that avenue. You know, we can do a lot of training on the job. So I don't want to put my foot in either camp as to what's right and what's wrong, because, you know, there, there is, um, there is an argument to be had on both sides. Um, but there are programs out there for apprenticeships. I'm just going to say that there are incentives to hire apprentices. They're financial, um, perks right. in, in certain programs, right. That can help you to hire apprentices. Now, depending on what trade you're in, I I mean, you know, red seal glazers aren't um, a dime a dozen out here. Um, I don't know how it is in Ontario. I feel that we could do a little bit better on having some more training opportunities. Um, and that might tip the scales at, at how people view training. Yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question, but no, no, that's well, you know what? That's I, I think that's I think that's why nothing changes, uh, Amy, is because is because you'll get a different answer from every individual you ask in this industry. Uh, you'll have some people that are huge proponents of the apprenticeship system and and always have it, every, every everyone in their shop is 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 some kind of an apprentice or journey person uh, and 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 they and they love it. And you have others that 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 abandoned it in disgust uh, uh, decades ago, and uh, and and have nothing good to say about it, and 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 think the whole thing is is awful. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to say that that's the only training that's out there too. I mean, right. there are programs. FGIA, you know, has amazing educational programs, yeah. and we have installation programs. And FNBC, the FNBC region has, you know, an installation program. So. You know, there, there's there's information that's out there that isn't necessarily an apprenticeship program, but the training is fantastic. So, yeah. you know, I, I feel that labeling it apprenticeship might um, pigeonhole us into a, a, a certain area where, I mean, there is training. It might not be a, a red sale program, but there is training available. A lot of associations offer amazing training opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. I, it's just I think people get locked into apprenticeship almost as a almost as a carryover from the mandatory trades where you do have to follow that path or else you won't mm -hmm. get a provincially recognized ticket and then you won't be able to work. Of course, that isn't the case in 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 our industry. Hypothetically, I could be the one uh, uh, fifty stories up on a, on a, on the side of a building putting in curtain wall. Uh, as and I will be there filming that. Yeah, ex yeah, it's exactly. As as terrifying as that prospect should be to everyone listening, uh, it 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 uh, it is hype. It is legally <laughs> possible, <laughs> uh, but uh, and and uh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, well, for labor for labor supply, you probably wouldn't be helping anything by making it by making it mandatory at least in the short run. Uh, and and on manufacturing side, that wouldn't that manufacturing jobs are never mandatory trades. So that's, well, not usually I mean, pipe fitter, you know, uh, uh, that kind of thing, but that that's um, that that's, that's probably, uh, that's probably not the right idea there. Um, what else uh, we touched on um, 
we touched on some of the government programs, Amy. Um, let's um, let's just do a let's just do a I, I, I guess a quick rundown. What what do you what what would you for somebody who's you know saying pulling their hair out? Not me. I have no hair left, anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody who had hair who was pulling it out, uh, being unable to find somebody. Uh, top resources they want to get to. Uh, and then I guess, uh, yeah, top, top, top resources they probably want to look at. Look for your provincial resources first, because there are a ton of resources out there to train, um, people that you have, like start internally. If you're, you're missing the boat with some people, um, you know, like I said, this, this BC, um, training grant doesn't necessarily have to be, I, I want to go and take a glazing course it can be i need better managers in my plant in order to be better positioned to accept new workers or to um, streamline production you know the, these courses that these pro provinces are supporting don't necessarily have to be a specific hands-on trade a lot of soft skills are offered as well so i think that's a great resource and something to keep in mind um, you know, if you want to educate your sales team, if you want to um, send somebody to school to become um, better computer friendly, to help streamline your process, um, lean processing, you know, these courses are available. So I'd start with your your staff that you have and see what you can do, because a lot of these pay for 80 percent. I believe it's up to 80 percent of training and up to $10,000 per person. So provinces are a great resource. Then you wanna look at if you have any opportunities with your provinces to um, look into apprenticeships and finding free labor. High schools are offering now these these training programs for manufacturing and BC, this sounds like an amazing program. That's that right. Yeah. They're gonna pay to get these recent graduates and students into manufacturing, specifically manufacturing. If BC has a program like that, I'm assuming that the rest of the provinces are going to have something similar. Ontario, I mean, I Ontario just saw this on well. May 15th. Yeah, Ontario has. So, yeah, I know. Perfect. Perfect. So I think this will catch on really quickly. And then barring that, if you're really struggling to find workers, I would be looking at the um, the government programs that are for the the women, the Aboriginal, the um you know, the people who are struggling that have some limitations, they have these programs that, you know, maybe they, they, they have people that um, are, are just dying to get into fabrication. It's, you know, something that they can do. So then the government is going to help you with some of these placement programs. If you're looking at foreign trades, don't just look at your government. Don't just look at the federal government programs. There are people in the provinces that specialize in this as well that can help you navigate that red tape and, and speed up the process of bringing people in. I mean, our temporary farm worker program, um, the, the food industry uses that program a lot, right? To bring food and in, uh, people in to harvest our, our food, our crops. Um, we don't have the labor to do that. So this program is amazing. So I haven't dug deep enough into it, but I feel that there is an opportunity to bring laborers in on that capacity as well. They have just made more modifications to this temporary foreign workers program. So start with your province, then go federal. There's lots of resource out there. There's lots of opportunities. Um, you just got to do a little bit of digging. 
I've I know I've spoken to uh, companies that have used the foreign uh, worker uh, program. Um, uh, mostly good experiences. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's yeah that 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 hasn't been that that hasn't been bad at all. So for yeah basic labor, uh, which I, I I imagine is you know kind of a big part of the shortage. Uh, that, uh, that, that, you know, that, that, that definitely is a, is an option and yeah, certainly, uh, uh, outreach to, uh, to, 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 through, through the groups promoting, uh, indigenous, uh, or, uh, or, uh, disabled participation. Women in trades. Yeah. Women, and in, women trades, in trades. That kind of thing. There's a lot that there's like extra government money, uh, uh, more, exactly. more, uh, available for, 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 for all of that. You can, you can get way, way more help if you open yourself up to, uh, to those possibilities for sure. Um, and why if, turn down free money? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would, why would we, why would we not want, uh, to, uh, to, to, to get help as long and, and, and get the labor that we need anyways. So that's, yep. uh, that's, that's the nice thing there. Uh, the other thing that you can do is uh, probably talk to uh, Amy Roberts about uh, all yes. of this information. You want to reach out to, to 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 Amy and and ask her your questions because she's been doing a lot of research into all of this. Amy, where do people get a hold of you? A Roberts at fgiaonline.org. Oh boy! And here yes, I'm back. happy to happy to help in any way I can. Um, I have been looking at this. You're right, Patrick, for for a few months now. Um, this is something that's um, always high on my priority list for my updates to our membership, just to help keep them in in touch with where to find information. So I would be happy to help. And Patrick, I will get you a list of the some of the links that we've talked about here. So if, We're gonna... if uh, you do have people reach out to you as well. Yeah, we're absolutely gonna we're absolutely gonna have these in the uh, in the in the show notes, and uh, and and of course I'll have I'll have the list here if I can find it in my inbox after Amy sends it to me, which is my constant struggle. And the list I'm sending uh, is not a it's not a complete not list. It enormous. is just the yeah. tip of the iceberg. Yeah, this is just this is just the start of it. Now, the only thing about that is, email is so boring. It would be so much more. <laughs> it would be so much more fun to encounter Amy in person. And your next yes, it would. and your next opportunity to do that is going to be in Vancouver, right, Amy? Yes, uh, it is my hometown. Yes, her hometown. You're going to have Amy in her natural element, and uh, and this is uh, Amy. Tell us all about the big FGIA uh, summer conference that's uh, that's coming up. Okay, so the summer conference is going to run from June 12th to June 15th. Uh, June here. 12th, we actually, pardon me? It's almost here. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. incredibly fast. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't believe it's it's almost here. Um, but on the on the Monday, the 12th, we do have some extracurricular activities such as whale watching, if people are interested in, in participating. Um, one of the other unique things that we're doing this conference is we're offering um, to our FNBC region members, a one-day opportunity to attend a one-day 
of this conference instead of the whole conference. Oh. So if you are a FNBC member and you are interested in attending the uh, FGIA conference to get a feel for what it's all about, we do have some FNBC uh, sponsored programs that day as well. Um, some hands-on opportunities, uh, some Canadian specific content, uh, you know, please reach out, uh, go on our website. We have a great conference lined up for Vancouver and I'm very excited for it. FGIAonline.org is the, uh, is the website where you can get all the details. Uh, I miss no opportunity to praise uh, FGIA, which of course was the amalgamation of IGMA and AMA uh, into into one organization and and carrying on the tradition of involvement with Canada. Uh, uh, this is a North American uh, group. The AMA makes standards that are quoted uh, uh, all over North America and all the codes uh, all over everywhere. And the National Building Code, yeah. The National Building Code, uh, uh, AMA standards are are always there, and um, and yet. Yet, every other conference is in Canada, uh, and this has uh, uh, been a remarkable commitment to a to a, to to a real North American uh, uh, presence, as far as I'm concerned. And I've always uh, I, I've always uh, praised uh, Margaret Webb for that, for her many years of, uh, of, of of making sure that happened. And now I'm praising Amy and the and Janice and and everybody over at FGIA for for continuing that tradition because we really appreciate it up here. And please, uh, good folk uh, listening here, uh, Canadians, uh, get out there in droves, uh, please uh, uh, support this uh, because uh, we uh, we we really like to have this kind of uh, the the FGIA has a very technical uh, uh, a, a very big depth of technical knowledge and expertise. Uh, that uh, when you go to those conferences and you and you sit in those meetings, you hear people talking about the test labs that they've built and that and the, the the apparatus that they're making and how they're blowing things up with pressure uh machines and, and <laughs> it, it's very it's very fun uh and well it's fun for the science geeks but anyways it's send your send your technical guy send your send your uh uh product guy and uh and it's it it really is uh it really is good for that and it's really nice to have that happening uh uh half the time in canada so uh i yes. i, I Yes, I encourage everybody to get out and uh, and do that. And here we are in Vancouver in just a couple of weeks. I'll be there. Amy will be there. And if that doesn't scare you off, then you're probably <laughs> ready, to, <laughs> you're probably ready to be in this industry. <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's my pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be an excellent conference. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I think and, so. And uh, just to mm -hmm. throw it out there as well. Um, next summer we're going to be in Montreal. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, I'm 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 going to have to start dieting now, uh, in order to <laughs> uh, in order to be ready to eat and drink in Montreal because that's the place to do it, in my opinion. Uh, they uh, they they always have great restaurants. Okay, uh, fgiaonline.org is your website for the conference. Uh, we're going to have links to the things Amy has spoken about in the show notes. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, getting this far with us. And thanks very much to you, uh, Amy Roberts. Uh, for oh, thank you for and... having me. Yeah, that was that was I that really was... appreciate the, the opportunity.
Wonderful. Well, thanks, Amy, and we'll uh, we'll all be uh, we'll all be thinking and talking about uh, some of the things you've uh, you've raised here uh, regarding our uh, regarding our labor su labor supply and how to make our lives a little a little better on that front. So, thanks again. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.